Oh, you don't Talk Recorded live. What is going on, my good people? Hope all is well. Welcome to another live episode, Tuesday nights, Married Men Don't Talk Talk Show. Tonight's topic, marriage and the quality of life. This is a tough topic, um, and the reason why I say that is because I don't know how many of us think about the importance of quality of life in marriage. I know we think about quality of life, and we all have our own ideas of what it should be, but when the marriage part comes into play, I think it gets a little gray. Let's talk about a guy named Lorenzo, somebody that I don't know. I just learned about him. Uh, a couple days ago, he was um, sick, had uh, a cold that turned into pneumonia, um, and he self-medicated, took Tylenol for three weeks. Um, didn't go to the doctor, refused to go to the doctor, thought that whatever it is that he had would just go away. Um, the pneumonia got worse and worse and worse. He started urinating blood, started throwing up blood, um, and uh, didn't tell anyone, just hid it from everybody that should have known. Uh, to make a long story short, his liver shut down. Okay, And with that happening, he also you know, was in denial, so he went to work. He had his roommate drop him off at work. Um, before the roommate got out of the the uh, parking lot, his boss called and said, this guy can't stay here. You need to come pick him up. Um, so the roommate came back. Still, she was in the blind. She didn't know. She just knew he was sick, but she didn't know how bad it was. Um, she took him to the hospital, and they said that... Um, you know, when it comes to a certain point, they ask, uh, can you give us the numbers and names of your next of kin? Um, and I think today, now this happened Sunday? He went to the hospital? Today, um, he's off of life support. So um, the question that I want to ask is, are we too proud to get help even if it'll save our life? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are too proud for help because as we were always told. Yeah, yeah, as men. For one, you know, we was always told, man up, get it together, keep going to work. And you also was told, keep your business to yourself. I mean, that's what men do. Sure. Sure. Now, um, this individual was not married. Just put that out there. He's single, not married. But he's still a man nonetheless. And a lot of us um, go hard the same way. You know, but does it change? Does that attitude change now that you have a wife and the people are depending on you to live? It should. No. I mean, I think it should, but it doesn't. And 
I know in my case, you know, I had an issue back in uh, 2005. Um, I had routine blood work done uh, for, uh, it was company-related, you know, to keep us healthy or something. We have to go through a program, and they do, uh, like, physicals um, and everything, and they do blood work and everything. So, And the healthier you are, the cheaper your health insurance um, rate is, your your portion of of the cost uh, that comes out of your biweekly paycheck. So, you know, I was in the the highest level, um, pretty healthy guy, you know. Um, but my blood work came came up kind of strange, and um, they were telling me that something was wrong with uh, my thyroid. And when I did my blood work, I had uh, was coming off the heels of a stomach virus on top of the flu. So I dismissed it um, as you know, just something going on as a result of, of those two things. And then, uh, you know, I, I didn't have any symptoms of anything. You know, again, I'm a healthy guy. And, you know, so I said there can't be anything wrong with my thyroid gland because I'm pretty much a healthy guy. So, you know, I, I ignored it. And then in 2008, yeah, I think it was three years later, yeah, three years later, um, uh, the same results came back. You know, I had my routine blood work, and you know, this time before I did my blood work, I was uh, healthy as as an ox and um, didn't have any issues. And the same report came back. Uh, you needed to check your thyroid. So, you know, at this time, you know, this was the second time the issue came up, and my wife was essentially like, you know, do do you want to make the appointment, or you do you want me to make the appointment? You know, and she reiterated that not only. Um, about her, but we had two kids at that time um, initially, and the, the first uh, indication was I only had one child, so she was basically like, you know, you have two children now, you might want to get that checked out because we like to have you around. I like to have you around. Wow. So long story short, you know, I went and, uh, you know, did what I needed to do and saw a specialist and, um, you know, come to find out I was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism and I had like 10 lumps on my thyroid gland and you know the doctor was essentially like you know I can give you a pill um for the hyper hyperthyroidism but I can't do anything with the with the lumps on your thyroid so he said what I would suggest is removing your thyroid gland and you pop a pill every day for the rest of your life and he said you're a young guy healthy guy you know this is the the method I suggest because again um I can't do anything with those little nodules on your thyroid gland it was about 10 of them and over the process um he did a biopsy on them and that was uncomfortable to try to find out if any other nodules were uh cancerous and he only picked three of the 10 so it's kind of like you know shot in the dark so you know he told me he was like now i can do this on an annual basis which is very uncomfortable or you could just have it removed and take a pill for the rest of your life and this is what I recommend. So long story short, that's what I had done in 2009, and I've been popping a pill every day uh, since then. And uh, I'm good, you know, all my levels and everything. I still have to go get follow. I have to go to semi-annual checkups. Uh, that's a requirement now that I'm on this medication every day. Um, and, you know, get all my levels checked out, my blood pressure, cholesterol, and everything. So, you know, they check all that uh, twice a year. My my levels are good. And, my you know, I don't have a thyroid gland anymore, but I have a pill that regulates what the thyroid used to do. And, um, you know, but I'm good. 
know. So to your question, you know, I had I had a wife and two kids, so it was more motivation for me to get uh, checked out, you know, at that time versus when I just had a wife and one kid. I just kind of ignored it. So what you're saying is if you were single, you might not have gotten a check out? Uh, probably not. Yeah, it was no, you know, it was, again, my wife was like, you know, are you going to make the appointment or you want me to make the appointment? Because some, one of us is going to make it. Well, you're going somewhere to see somebody. And I wouldn't have had that <laughs> that other person saying that. It would just been me saying, ah, healthy guy, you know, don't feel anything weird or strange. So I'm going to just ignore that one too. So I, w- I probably wouldn't. I probably would still be dealing with it today. And uh, over time, the doctor was saying if I didn't get it uh, checked out, you know, it could put me in the emergency room for, like, heart palpitations or something like that. But as it goes. Wow. Thanks for sharing that, man. That's, Absolutely. That's, that's kind of where we are right now um, because it shows that the quality of life was pretty much dependent on a family. And that your wife was instrumental in in, in that. But why why are we so, as men? Because P Town was talk, start to talk about it. Why are we so stubborn when it comes to men? Because we don't need no stinking manual. <laughs> That's how we are. I mean, in anything, you know, you buy something new. You don't need the manual. You don't need to read the manual to put it together. I got my tools. I got my toolbox. I should be able to do it. I mean, that's just how our thought process is. And wimps go to the doctor. Okay, so 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 what do we have to do? What has to happen for us to go to the doctor? That's what I want to know. We got to fall out. Got to fall out. Somebody gonna have to carry us to the doctor. And I'm not talking about car accident or, you know, an injury. I'm just talking about what has to happen for us to break down and go get checked out. Listen, let's just be honest, man. On the priority list on daily living, health is not at the top right now for us. Because, you know, when you think about man and the responsibility of a man, uh, make sure making sure the family's up, the lights are on, you know, wife's happy, you keeping that job, cars running, clean. Health is not on the top. Health is probably 10 on the priority list. It's very low. So until something just major happens, it's like we got other things we got to Take care of. That's more important. Okay, okay. Uh, guest number five said, anything to do with the penis will get you there with the quickness. <laughs> that is true. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> okay, okay. I got that. I got that. But I don't agree, P-Town. I don't agree. I just don't agree. I think that, and it, I think that some of us understand that we don't want to leave our family behind because of negligence. You, you know, I, I can. I just want to be an outlayer here. <laughs> my my daddy and me. My dad is always going to the doctor uh, for everything, and uh, I was the same way. 
as a matter of fact, when I was single, you know, recently divorced, uh, I would go to the doctor more than I do now because, you know, I was just raised totally opposite. Go to the doctor. When ain't nothing wrong, go to the doctor. Get checked out. The full check. Something ain't feeling quite right, go to the doctor. Talk to somebody. I mean, that's, that's just the way I was raised, you know. I was raised the same way, to be honest with you. Yeah. And it kind of it kind of makes you um, leery of certain things, you know, because now it's, it, 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 you, won't, you won't hesitate. You know, um, like me, I got my doctor on speed dial. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Got him on speed dial, and and you know, and it, it's to the point with me. I don't I don't need an appointment. I can call and be like, look, I'll be there tomorrow morning. Wow. <laughs> wow. I can get there at ten o'clock. What time y'all gonna be? Y'all okay? Y'all be okay? I'll be there at ten o'clock. They'd be like, all right, come on in. And it's not that there's anything wrong. It's just that that's the relationship. That I've had, and it's been I'm, like Ike. Though it's not because I'm married; it's just because that's the way it's been my whole life. But a lot of people that I talk to, but then there are times where I've been stubborn and 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 I should have went. And I tried to self medicate for certain things, and it doesn't work. Oh, oh! Now there's a flip side to that coin. I mean, uh, I have have been to a dentist since 2005. I'm gonna need you to go get them grills checked. <laughs> yeah. I'm going around one day be talking and then then going tooth just fall out. <laughs> I'm going to the dentist for the first time since 2005. This Friday. Now why just get is ready that? to take a grip? Take a grip on that chair because oh, 2005. Yeah. That's like a lot of yesterdays ago, brother. <laughs> why is that? I've had two kids in that time frame. <laughs> <laughs> Two kids, uh, three cars. Get it out your system. <laughs> no, but, but but really, why why is that? What was the what's the hold up? What was the hold up? Because just like you know, I guess y'all, the rest of y'all dudes feel about going to the doctor. I guess the same way about me going to the dentist. And even though you know, even though the dentist that I talked to last dentist I talked to, he said, you know. I don't know why gum disease is so high in African-American males. You know, the last dentist I talked to, I remember him distinctly telling me that. And he's like, I don't know why you all just don't go to the dentist. You just don't go, period. Well, I think it's like what you said earlier, brother, about I think it goes back to, you know, how you're raised. Now, you know, I I actually just went to the dentist um two or three weeks ago, and uh, but I grew up going to the dentist, and, uh, uh, you know, I was a pretty healthy young man as well, so I didn't have to go to the doctor, you know, for this and that. I wasn't, you know, I went to the doctor for physicals and that kind of thing, but so, but I mean, if you if you didn't grow up that way going to the dentist, then that would be foreign to you, you know, um, and I don't know if you're, in your case, you say, you know, your father would go to the doctor, but... Did he go to the dentist like he went to the doctor? As when you know when you were growing up, or I've never known my dad never go to the dentist. See, there you go. There you go. Never. Mhm. Yeah. So that might be it. Mhm. Yeah. It's so on how you come up, and then you know it's yeah. I mean, if you don't have anybody that's taking you to the dentist as a as a young lad, you know, I take my kids to the dentist now, and um, you know that my two girls they. They go together, you know. Their appointments usually on the same day. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, you know, that's that's again, that's 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 huge. The whole dentist thing. I'm glad that you're getting it done, my brother. Yeah. Um. Does anybody on this phone suffer from hypertension? No. I just yes. suffered. I just suffer from hyperthyroidism, but I don't have. Well, let me not say suffer. I suffer being treated for hypertension. I'm not being treated. I was I was borderline, but I improved my levels. I want to talk about that. Talk about. It. Somebody on this phone needs to know that. All right, let's talk about it. How did you improve your levels? Oh, uh, change diet and exercise. And uh, really the biggest problem with uh, African-American males, we don't eat enough fiber. And uh, eat a lot of fiber, man. Go to the bathroom. Clean that stuff out, man. Be good to go. <laughs> Clean it out. Be good. That's what you got to do, man. We don't, take, we, don't, we don't do the number two enough. <laughs> the stuff we eat like to hang around and... And just wear our systems down. Got to clean that out, man. Eat just some broccoli. We don't eat that good anyway. We like that fried. Yeah, not fried broccoli, but, you know, steamed, you know. <laughs> better raw. I like to eat it raw. I eat it straight from the salad bar. You know, pull it from the ground, wash it, and put it on my plate. I'm good to go. So basically what you did was you changed the quality of your life. <sighs> yeah. yeah, but what my wife told me I had to. Why? Why? Cause she don't want me leaving here no time soon, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, she changed her. She changed her habits, her cooking styles, and how what frequency on when she cooks certain dishes, and how many carbohydrates in certain dishes, and you know, cut out on some of the things she buys at the grocery store. So you had some help with the. With your quality of life. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you were single, do you think you would have? You know, if the doctor was like, you know, you're borderline, you know, for hypertension, do you think you would have changed your diet and did all those things on your own? No, I, I didn't. I wouldn't have. No, it would have been. No, it would have would have been uh, harder to do. Hmm. It's easy when you you know you know how wives can nag, man. They you know they when they. Uh, it's like, you know, what's going to kill me, the hypertension or your nagging? So, mm-hmm. why don't I just get rid of both and just, you know what I'm saying? So, 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 so your doctor said um, because of your new lifestyle, we're going to take you off the medication? Is that how that works? Yeah, well, I never did. I was, I was never bad enough to get on the medication. Okay. I just got better. You know what I'm saying? My numbers improved. As a matter of fact, I get a checkup, an annual checkup every year. So in March, you know, I go back and I'll see where I'm at. You know, so if I if I have not improved since last year, then I'll start doing them, you know, checkouts every month just to make sure, just because I want to, just to make sure I'm tracking. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, those that know me and those that don't, um, I have never been four or five pounds overweight. Um, 
don't eat a lot of bad food. Three years ago, I was diagnosed with uh, stage one hypertension and um, blew my mind because, you know, the people that I think that have it, overweight people maybe. So, I mean, that was my perception of it. Um, Oh, no. Yeah, but, but I had to get educated quick. Oh, yeah. I was going to get one of my um, annual checkups. My pressure was high. You know, my doctor didn't say anything. And then I went another time and got an annual checkup, and my pressure was high again. And I was like, Doc. You know, I mean, the nurse was was like, man, your pressure's a little high. Well, okay, all right, whatever. Maybe I'm a little excited because I'm in the doctor's office. You know how you get. Um, <laughs> like, I going to be Friday. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then I said to the doc, I said, how come every time I come here, my pressure's high? He was like, yeah, it's not that high. I'm not really concerned about it. I said, but it's high. I'm concerned about it. It's not low. It should be low. I'm a pretty healthy guy. You know, I work out when I can. I don't, you know, eat a lot of bad stuff. I'm not overweight, you know. Um, anyway, making a long story short, he said, okay, so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to put you on a pill. Um, so he put me on a pill and he monitored it for a while. So then I got, I was on the pill six months. I went back. He said, okay, it's manageable, but it's still not where I want it to be. So you know how you go to the, you you go to Walmart or somewhere to get your prescription filled, and that pill like a lot of money. So I went and I was able to take two pills that did the same thing as the one pill. It just followed me with the story. So anyway, now, so then it was two pills. So anyway, make a long story short, not too long ago, and I've been on these pills for like three years. Um, so I called in my medication uh, last month, and they denied my medication. My doctor did because I hadn't been to see him in a year. You know, I'm going to annual checkups. Um, so then he was like, well, no, I'm not going to give you any more medication. You need to come into the doctor and sit down and talk to me. Okay, no problem. So you know, I went in against my own will, but because I feel I feel fine. You got me. You got me on this pit, on this on this medication. So you know, let me just roll with it. It's, it's keeping my pressure down, whatever the case may be. So then I went in and we talked, and you know, he and my pressure was good. And then he asked me the question that he asked me every time I go to see him. He said, "So where are you working now?" And I never understood why he asked that question. I always thought it was just general conversation. And, you know, I said, well, you know, the job that I had before was a little stressful. Um, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm doing another job that I really like, less hours, less demanding, and I'm no longer chasing the dollar like I was before. And he sat down and he said, I'm glad to hear that. And he said, "Um, a lot of people come to him wanting him to fix their issue, whatever it may be, their illness. And all he can do is give them consultation and medicine, and that's it. He said, but what we have to do is correct the quality of life to get better, kind of what Ike was just saying. So um, to make a long story short, he said, because the quality of life change that you made, I'm going to take one of the medications away and see how how you do with it. So that's what I'm dealing with right now. Um, 
So hopefully, you know, uh, the new job that I have will create less stress, and then he'll take me off the pills totally. But the point that I'm trying to make is the job that I had prior to this had so much stress that I didn't notice it, but it was giving me hypertension. See what I'm saying? And I didn't, I didn't accept it because I, I felt as though that I wasn't a candidate for hypertension. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I was in denial the whole time, and I'm still a little bit in denial, even though my family, it's in my family. My family's got it. So that was the, that was the, uh, the, the explanation that I ran with. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's hereditary, but I still didn't accept it. You know what I mean? But I don't want to go through life saying that my family had hypertension, so now that I have it. If my family's got somebody in my family's got cancer or diabetes or something like that, that doesn't mean I want to have it. You know what I'm saying? So I still have to do my part into to to prevent that from happening. But the question that I want to ask is, are we allowing money and a career to make us ill? The stress of the everyday hustle and bustle, is that going to be our demise one day? You follow what I'm saying, Rodney? Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of the question I wanted to throw up, you know, throw back out there to you is, um, you know, the fact that I understand the hypertension and, and all that good stuff, but how did uh, how did it affect? the quality of your life outside from the health health issues, but when you had the previous job compared to, you know, now, um, you know, how did that affect, how, how did that affect your quality of life? How did the previous job affect your quality of life versus the job now? Like, what was the difference? You just talked about the health um, issues and, and, and the results Good question. Good so, question, and I think I have an answer for that. Okay. No vacations, working at night, working on holidays, working on Saturdays all day. No real family time, no real, I mean, you know, when I, everything had to be scheduled to the max. And sometimes when I scheduled quality time, it got canceled because I couldn't get away from the job. Mm. So um, now working out of my car. I like to say working out of my car because I work for my calendar, and when I when I want to come home, I just put it in my calendar and come home. When I don't want to work on weekends, I just don't work on the weekends. You know what I'm saying? So there was a demand there that, and that, and that's just that, and that's just talking about the schedule. That's not talking about the demands of the job when you're actually on the job, because there's right. a whole that's a whole another issue there. But time was huge for me. I just didn't have time to do the things that made my life quality. When now I do. Now, granted, the money was there then, and I was chasing the dollar. And that was more important because I felt as though, you know, I'm this man of the house, and i got to make sure everybody's provided for, everybody's got to have what they need. So let me let me bring home the bacon. But at the end of the day, once the bacon is spent up, you can't get that time back. Mm. Mm-hmm. Follow what I'm saying? So now I'm not chasing the dollar. I'm chasing the time. Mm-hmm. So then then now I can make plans and keep them. You know, so there's there's the contrast between then and now. 
Follow what I'm saying? That, that that's actually huge, and um, you know, because you knowing you're not you. That's something like I would do is schedule the quality time and everything. That's not like you to say, you know, I know I got to work this time, so we need to go to the movies, you know, promptly at ten o'clock on Saturday night, you know, whatever. That's not like you. You you're just like, let's go bike riding in New York one day. You know, that's that's more your style. You're not the routine, plan it out. It's just like, oh, I just feel like going to the beach today. Let's go. So how did that affect you just just having to, you know, you're more spontaneous, you know, by nature, but how did it feel just just being put on a calendar just to spend quality time where you would normally just like, hey, baby, let's go get a cheeseburger, you know, whatever, where you had to literally like, I can't really just up and go get a cheeseburger or some ice cream because I have these work commitments on the evenings, on the weekends, on the holidays. You know, how, how did that make you feel as far as just being, you know, tied to a calendar just to schedule quality time with your wife? Well, you make a good point. And, and, and again, any time that you, you, you have a personality, right, and you just kind of describe my personality, fly by night, let's just go do it. Let's, who cares? Let's just go get it done. You know, it could be 2 o'clock in the morning, hey, let's go find a, 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 a supermarket that's still open and get some chocolate ice cream. You know what I mean? Just do yeah. things that are fun. Whenever you cannot, how do I say this? Whenever you cannot live up to your own personality, it's stressful. Mm. That's what I was getting at. You know what I'm saying? Whenever you have to be somebody else, it's stressful. And you're going to have a poor quality of life because now you're trying to conform to something else that your body is not used to. And I did that for a long time. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, the quality of life was poor. But I didn't realize it. I didn't realize that. You I, you couldn't tell me my quality of life was poor because I could buy whatever I wanted. You know, I was good. You know, I felt as though, you know, my day off, we can go and we can eat and we could do whatever we want. But that's two days out of a week. You see, so at some point, something had to change. And how did, have you noticed an effect on your marriage with the job change? Yeah, well, you know, I'm home now. You know, um, I can do more. You know, uh, I do work weekends, but, you know, I just run my appointments and I'm back home. You know, in between appointments, I can come home and chill and then go hit my next appointment, come back and... You know what I mean? It's not an all day thing. It's not it's not twelve hours locked in. So you working twelve hours on the on on Saturdays or Sundays or what? Saturdays I work twelve hours. Every Saturday? I got one Saturday where I got off at five o'clock. A month. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for me You're talking your old job, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You worked every weekend. Every week. And, and, and again, I couldn't, I couldn't volunteer for a certain thing. Matter of fact, honestly, when I went back there, I couldn't do the things at the church that I was doing prior to. Because now you got to make a choice. You know, do I go work at the church or do I take my wife out? Mm. Got to take your wife out, brother. Family come before the church. No doubt. Man, you know, what what 
if, if you don't mind me asking, man, I hate to pry, but what job did you have where you only got off <laughs> on one Saturday a month? I was I was a finance manager at a car dealership. Ah, okay. <laughs> now it gets it. <laughs> okay. When you ride by and look at those brothers on the lot, pray for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's about that, brother. You go in there and buy a car, let them make a little bit. Because <laughs> believe me, they won't have time to spend it. Wow. Yeah. Which yeah. is... So, I, so, and that's what I'm talking about with the income part. Is it? Is it... What's more important? The money or the time? What? Is anybody dealing with it right now where they got to go and... And the job is extremely demanding, you know, but they're already in too deep. They're already vested. They're already going for that promotion or whatever it is, and the family is suffering behind it. Because I know it wasn't just me. Well, I've been to jobs like that. Yeah, I had a job like that. I mean, I wasn't working uh, on the weekends like that. But I had long hours, Monday through Friday. Yeah. I've had those 24-hour jobs, 24-7. Were you married at the time, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I just got married to my current wife. Um, I started working in uh, Quantico, and, you know, it was two hours and 45 minutes one way. Lord have mercy. So when I got up, she was asleep. And by the time I made it home, she was asleep. Wow. So I didn't really see my wife till the weekend. So you like P-Town. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see yeah. it to the weekend. I would eat McDonald's, driving home, you know, something quick because I, you know, or, you know, she put me a plate, but I didn't feel like warming it up by the time I got home because I had to go to bed immediately. Bad Turn night. around and get up at 3, 2 o'clock in the morning. Night, no sleep. Right. Yeah, how, how was the quality of your sex life during that time? You know, she, you, you leave, she sleep, you get home, she sleep. I didn't. I didn't want to be. I, I didn't want to be bothered. Sex was just like a, a, a nuisance to me. I mean, it was good. You don't get me wrong, and I liked it. But at the same time, there was times when I was just like, I can't get any more tired than what I am right now. You know what I'm saying? And I just can't take one for the team right now. So you know, it, it just, you know, I just made up be what I had to do. You know, but I remember thinking like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't you know, come Monday, <laughs> I got to, you know, I got to get up at old dog 30. <laughs> you sound like a woman with that, uh, you know, take one for the team stuff. Yeah, I, t- I took many for the team. Yeah, I enjoyed doing it. <laughs> you know, it was a two-person team. So you right, know. right. It was no question. I, wasn't, I, was, I was not going to give her a reason now. You know, come on now. Oh, yeah, definitely now. I'm going to close the deal, but, you know, those thoughts in my mind was like, geez, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't she know I'm tired? I got to ask this question. I got to ask this question. Um, When you were doing that, um, that, when you had that lifestyle, being married, did you ever just stop one time and say, I wonder what my wife, what my wife's idea of our quality of life is. No, I never did. 
I never did because I did have those weekends where I was able to make things happen, you know, and show her a good time. So I didn't I didn't feel it was an issue. I, I she didn't give me any reason to think that was an issue and I didn't think by my performance uh it was an issue. Gotcha. But 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 now we know it's, it it was an issue. Yeah, it was an issue. It was it was an issue. It was an issue for me because it was killing me. I mean, it, it literally was. Yeah. So yeah. you were doing it because you had to do it. That's how you made your money. That's I mean, I mean, that's where it was. Absolutely, absolutely. I said to you, your lifestyle is killing us. Would you change it? What would you have said? She didn't have to say anything because I, I knew I couldn't keep it up. You know, I, I just knew I had to do something about it. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Because it was my first, it was my first government job, and as soon as I got the job, uh, pretty much immediately I started working. It transferred closer to the house, and it took me about a year to make that happen. But in the meantime, I had to suck it up and ride down that road to Quantico. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Understand. Can I, and and again, again, you know that's that's kind of where I was going with it. And thanks for sharing that story. But but today, um, if we had to ask our wife, what is their quality of life right now? What would they say? And I think mine would not say. I think mine would probably say that um, needs improvement. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go and the reason okay. why the reason why I think that she would say that is because I don't really know if she understands um, what a quality of life is to marriage because I think you got to have an understanding of 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 where you're at and what you have to appreciate it. Not saying she doesn't appreciate, it, not saying she doesn't understand, but we all think about marriage as a commitment. A union, which is great, but there's got to be some quality within it. There's got to be something that 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 makes you want to stay in it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, women, I think, don't really understand because they complain about things that um, sometimes they shouldn't. That someone else will say, "No, you got it good." Anybody follow what I'm saying? They complain about things that the next woman would love to have. It could be a situation where the quality level is great, but they may not see it. She may not see it. You or know, take it for granted. You just don't see it. Or take it for granted. You know, because, again, you can have a good woman, a good man, and you may not know. You may just be like, yeah, whatever, that's just, yeah, that's, that's my spouse. You know, until you no longer have that situation. You know what I'm saying? So anybody, if, if you could ask anybody, just volunteer. If you could ask your wife right now, what is your quality of life? What is the quality level of your life? What would she say? Uh, man, I, I just like right now. I say my, or I would answer for both of us that um, I would probably be in the needs improvement category. And for those of you who don't know, I have. 
a nine-year-old daughter, a five-year-old daughter, and a six-month-old son. And our marriage, prior to the uh, the baby coming, um, you know, two kids, you know, they they kind of they're old enough where they can you got to watch them twenty-four-seven, that kind of thing. So you know, we were in a different place in our lives, you know, before the baby came and. You know, when you have another uh, infant come into the household, it changes everything. And I know, like, right now, um, an example, like, last week, I was um, shuttling my daughters uh, to and from ballet practice uh, because they were getting ready for their uh, annual uh, Nutcracker performance. But they had a practice. One of them had practice 5 to 6.30 nightly every night. And the other one had practice like from five to eight or six to eight. So now they don't get, you know, they have to go to school, they have homework, they have to eat, they have to sleep, and also they both play the piano as well. So they like on Tuesdays, you know, my my daughters go to piano before school, and in addition to that, my oldest daughter's in a math club where she does before school. So my Tuesdays are, are, are quite interesting, um, starting off at, at 6.15 in the morning, getting everybody up and out the door, and then piano, math club, school, homework, dinner, dance, bedtime, and then I'm messing with you guys until midnight or 1 o'clock. So as far as quality of life, like on Tuesdays, I don't even really see my wife. I mean, it's kind of, hey, you know, you know, it's kind of, I'm talking in transit. When I get home from work, I'm literally just picking up somebody to go back out. Wow. And so it's really only um, like Mondays and Fridays are the only nights that we don't have anywhere to go. And... Again, it's not a lot of time, you know, um, because we do have the infant and, and, and he's breastfed full time. So he takes a, you know, he he requires a lot of attention. You know, he's an infant and all that good stuff. I, I wouldn't have it any other way, but it's not easy. It's tough. You know, and then I do have a career. You know, and then, I, you know, we have this thing that we do on Tuesday nights. I mean, it gets it gets a bit overwhelming. And you talk about quality of life with me and the wife. I mean, it's just not—it's not where it, it, it used to be. However, it's to be expected when you have a, an infant in the house. But that doesn't mean I like it. That doesn't okay. mean that she likes it. But I mean, it is what it is. Go ahead, Rodney. Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. And I have been wanting to ask this question of parents like you. My wife has a friend girl who runs, she does track practice, she does a basketball team, she does volleyball meet, uh, year-round seasonal activities going on. Why do you all do that? Well, that's a good question. And I'll probably say that I'm, I'm probably not like, the, the, the parents that that you group me in because I give my kids a maximum of two activities. Okay. So 
you know, like last night, and, and another thing, last night I had, you know, the, the annual uh, course, uh, Christmas course. I was at school Christmas last night. Product. Yeah, you know, um, for the for the school. So I was at school last night, got home about 8 o'clock. But, you know, so I was asking the wife, I was like, because um, in course, in fifth grade, you get to pick an instrument, and my daughter already plays the piano. So, and I looked over there, and I was like, does she have to play an instrument? And she was like, no, you know, she can stay in course or, you know, one more year. And then when she gets to middle school, she can do something else. I was like, oh, good. Because I was like, we don't have time to practice another instrument. Like last week, you know, again, we had ballet all week. So we didn't practice the piano at all. You know, and I told her teacher, I was like, hey, we didn't practice at all last week, period. So just to let you know. But. I give my kids, to your question, I give my kids a maximum of two activities. They're not, so if my daughters want to run track or, or do something else, they've got to drop one of what they're doing. And right now they do ballet and piano, um, and it's kind of, I think it's more our doing because we want to give them a little culture. Um, you know, it, it, it's classical piano, classically trained ballet. It's just a little something different. Um, but... We're not going to be running, and, and thankfully, thankfully, brother, they go to the same ballet studio and they go to the same piano teacher. So it's like one-stop shopping. You know, granted, they're in two different classes because they're four years apart, but at the same time, um, like they both go, my five-year-old goes on Saturdays. Uh, her, she's got one class, and they go at the same time on Saturdays. So it's not, you know, i got to run out there anyway. Um, but I... I'm probably not, I won't sign them up for a third or fourth activity like some parents do. They have them, you know, running all over the county doing multiple activities. And I'm I'm just doing two activities, but it is, it, it gets a lot, you know, with performances and um, recitals. And usually they all run back to back. So we had the ballet recital last Saturday, Saturday before that, um, you know, we had a piano recital. And these are all, it, it all runs together. You know, and in addition to that, you know, we have activities at church that we do on Wednesday nights. So Wednesday night is 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 uh you know where we're out of the house, but that's more family oriented. Um, however, you know, here it is December the 11th, and I don't even have my Christmas tree up. You know, usually I have my Christmas tree up the first week of uh, December, like a little tradition. But however, piano recital, ballet practice, ballet recital. Hey, you ain't got time to put no tree up. I don't. So I hope yeah, to get you it up this Saturday. I hope to get it up this Saturday. Ballet is canceled, thank the Lord, on Saturday. So the only thing on the calendar is to get the tree and put it up. Because that's, that's an ordeal itself. Could we get the live tree and everything? Oh, wow. oh my God. Yeah, yeah it's an annual, annual family tradition. We go, you know, pick out the tree and drink apple cider. At the spa. It, it's, it's good times. It's good times. But it is an ordeal getting the tree, you know, decorating the tree. You know, and yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. All right, Rob. <laughs> yeah, good question, brother. Good question. So, so in saying that, um, mm-hmm. in knowing that, do 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 you think that an improvement is needed? And if so, how would you what 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 would you? What changes would you think that you could possibly make under the cer- certain circumstances to improve the quality of life? That's a great question. I would say that 
maximizing the little bit of time that the little bit of free time that we do get. Um, and again, like I told y'all last week, you know, we actually had we were able to squeeze in uh, two dates, two date nights without any of the three kids, um, twice in one week. Um, the way stuff lined up. You know, ballet practice rehearsal and these things and everything and 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 care for the kids and everything for the for the baby rather. So we were able to sneak away two nights and but you really you know with our schedule you really can't miss those opportunities. You kind of got to look up and you can't really. It's no need really looking at the budget because I mean you're gonna go over budget you know to go out and get some something to eat or catch a movie or whatever it is you're gonna do because. I mean, you may honestly you may not get that time again for another four to six weeks, you know, for the stars to line up together. So, I mean, to your question, you have to maximize the little bit of time you have, and and it, I mean, it's still tough. And and again, we we try to do some things, um, you know, with the baby in tow um, at a minimum, um, but. I mean, it's tough, but you have to maximize. You just have to take advantage of any and all opportunities, you know, to answer your question. That's the only way you can prove it because, like you say, I mean, once that time is gone, once that that oh, that open window is gone, that window opportunity is gone, you, you don't get it back again for another three, four, five, six weeks. You just got to make it happen. And it don't matter if you had a bad day at work or, you know, whatever. It's like <laughs> got to do some QT time, you know, uh, Focus on the relationship a little bit, the marriage. It's got to do it. So, 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 in saying that, it's definitely important to focus on the quality of the marriage opposed to just the the unit. Absolutely, but here's my problem. My problem is those windows of opportunities only happen through every three, four, five weeks. So, other than that, it's like we have obligations. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, and and before, and my, you know, my 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 little boy. I mean, he's he can't really stay with everybody because I was I was actually home with him last week because uh, my daycare provider was sick, so I was home with him three days, and he did not eat for three days. He did not eat for three days until his mother came home because he's breastfed. So. He can't just be, you know, any other. Normally, you just say, oh, you know, you can like, drop the baby off with Tony, you know, and he can watch the baby for a few years. It really don't work like that. He's really got to go with us, you know, because he's he's a breastfed baby. And he does drink the bottle, but he was just off his schedule. We had a death in the family, so we did a lot of traveling. And he just really got off the schedule. And, and when he was home with me those three days, he refused to drink his bottle. So he starved himself and was stubborn until his mother showed up after she got off, and then he ate. He's too young for a belt, right? Too young. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I'm just saying a whooping sometimes, you know. <laughs> I was doing everything with that boy. But, you yeah. Know. But, I mean, it, it's tough. You know, it's not – it's a lot of things that aren't, I guess, ideal, you know, because – and 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 we and again, this is nothing. It's not a surprise because um, you know we agreed that all of our children would be breastfed for 12 months, and she did the same thing with our girls. Um, but it gets harder when you have multiple children. 
You know, it's easy when you got one that's breastfed versus, you know, you got one that's breastfed. You got two other kids that require your attention. So it's definitely, it's not easy. It's, 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 it's a challenge, trust me. So, 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 and this is the way I'm hearing this, right? Mm-hmm. Quality of life and marriage is, is not a given. No. And no. it's pretty much like maybe let's use, just use the word delicacy. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. it's something that would probably be a goal. For someone getting into a marriage, I guess they would say, okay, our goal is to have quality in our marriage. Yes. Because we're talking about things that hinder us from having real quality. Yes. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You have to, it has to be a priority, which you talk about all the time. You have to make it a priority. That's why I was saying, going back to my point, that when those windows of opportunity come up, it's like it don't matter if you ain't got 60 bones to lay down at the, the bonefish grill or wherever you want to go. You just got to make it happen. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's that important. The quality of your marriage is that important that yeah, you can go over budget or, or go in the hole, go in the red for a couple of hours of, of quality time with your spouse. Period. Some may not agree with me in a recession, and you know, I, hey, I'm like, I, I don't even look at the budget. It's like, yo, we got two, three hours. Let's do it. We need it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, and it, you know, and and it's healthy. Exactly. You know, and it's good that you think about it. And, and act on it other than just going with the because some people just go with it and say, well, you know, it's not in the budget, so let's not do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have a babysitter, so let's not do it. And then that let's not do it begins to, oh, we didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And no, we're not doing it. And then other things start to fall apart. And you're like, well, why is everything else falling apart? Why aren't we hugging and kissing anymore? Why aren't we doing, you know, fun things anymore? Well, because we let the the yeah, other... Don't do it. <laughs> So, yeah. and Rodney, I got to get off of you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Because, you, you know, you've been giving us a lot of information, but whose job is it in the marriage to make sure that the, that the marriage is a quality marriage? The husband or the wife? Always the husband. Okay. He's the leader of the pack. He wears big draws in the family. I mean, he, you know, uh, if it's not going right, you know, it's up to him to, you know, either delegate what needs to be done or make the changes himself. Okay. But just like we've been talking all along, sometimes the changes that have to be done interfere with him being the head of household. As far as the finances are concerned. Yeah. You see, so you stuck, you know, in the middle of something. And how do you get out? You know, because now you're saying, well, okay, my job or these all these responsibilities that I have, you know, with the work and the soccer practice and the, the church activities and everything else that I have to do as this head of household and keeping everybody in, in order... You know, it's not giving me the quality time that I need with the family. Well, actually, the wife. So, so then, what? 
how do you make a decision? And your decision may be your job. You may have to change careers to to provide that quality, but then you're going to get it from your wife because now the money's different. Yeah, and also, I mean, it's, it's a sacrifice, too, because, like, I sat my daughter down this summer, you know, with this, you know, we saw the schedule, we knew it was going to be tight, and I was like, if you don't really want to do this, we don't have to do this. So you need to think about it because, you know, in addition, I was I was bound to a 10-month contract. You know, once I signed on the dotted line, I had to pay for her to participate whether she dropped out at three months or not. So I was like, and she's been dancing, going to ballet for a while, but I was like, now it's getting serious. You're of age where you can make a decision. Do you still want to continue to do this? And uh, she said, yeah, Daddy, you know, I still want to do it. And, you know, I made a sacrifice because just imagine how my life would have been, for example, last week while I was running around town, and I didn't even have my car. You know, I I hit a deer, um, Taking one of them to taking one of them to uh, ballet practice uh, one Friday night, or Friday night before Thanksgiving. So I was in a rental car, you know, um, shuffling them around. Um, so I didn't even have my truck, but you know, I made it happen because she really likes dance, and um, it's a sacrifice. And I knew, I knew that it was going to affect the marriage um, just because of the time commitment. It's really not about the money, but the time commitment, and also she's she was you know she's kind of shy, and as I see her, um, initially she was afraid to get on stage. You know now she's excited about getting on stage. You know she's excited about performing in front of a large group of people. So, you know I see some other benefits that, as an adult, you know yes I'm not gonna get the husband time or whatever because I'm running around or, or you know whatever the case may be. However, you know, it's 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 good for her. It's it's instilling some qualities and characteristics in her that would be good for her benefit, you know, for the extent of her life. You know, now, so I, I got a quick question, Rodney. Yes, sir. And you know I'm about to go there. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead, do, bro. Do do people sacrifice their marriage for their kids? Mm. Oh yeah. They do. Yeah, they do. They do. I don't think I am. I, I just, I'm just putting it out there in general because it, it, it. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. I, am I? Because now I'm, I'm asking this question, and, and I'm asking this question to myself: Am I a bad parent because my daughter isn't in all the things? Mm. Rodney's daughters. Uh, involved with, or am I a good parent because my daughter is able to see me and my wife always loving on each other, always having that family time every night. You know, we're always together. We do certain things together. We cook together. You know, she's involved with it also. We're teaching her. So it's like a, you know, you know what I'm saying. It's I know like, exactly what you're saying. I, and I think it can go both ways. I think that, you know, we both can be good parents. Just in right, different ways. Right, 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 right. You know, because teaching, my my wife don't have time to teach neither one of them how to cook, you know, during right. the week because it's like. She got a little man to deal with. Yeah, yeah, and it's not a lot of time. You know, so it's literally like they come home, 
they're getting changed, they're they're stuffing food in their mouth, and they're out the door. I mean, it's it's like this, this. It's not a lot of time during the week to be lollygagging and say, "Hey, mommy, show me how to boil some water." No. So I mean, she does it on the weekends. But I mean, you're exactly right. And to your question, that's why you see people get divorced when. You know, little Johnny or little Susie goes to college, or, or you know, right. 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 The, the kid house. grows up, and now you don't have all that time exactly. to invest in them because they gone. Yeah, and yeah. you know, you spend all that time as they were growing up, soccer practice, you know, violin practice, you know, church or whatever it is. So it, it, it all of that time was occupied, and then guess what? You've been married twenty years, and you don't even know your spouse anymore. Yeah, because you've been in between. It's like, well, and you got different kids and different sides of town, different activities. You know, especially if they're different. You know, they're not the same sex. So, yeah. and, then and you it's different and, from the it's different from from the older days. I mean, when we grew up, you know, you didn't have to go and pay one hundred and twenty dollars so your kid could play ball on the week. You know, on the weekend, you went back there to the park. Yeah, but mom's dad was at the house, you know. Daughters was in there learning how to cook, how to be a woman, training. Yeah, but I, I disagree with that because I know I look back at my childhood, and it's so strange to me that, you know, and I have both of my parents, but I played football, baseball, and basketball, seasonal sports. And as a kid... I don't remember it being – I don't remember my dad, and, and I remember having quality time with my parents, even though my dad at one time was working like 7 to 7. But he was still coaching my teams. Mm-hmm. So I, I, the thing is that I remember being shuttled around, but I don't never – I don't remember it being like, oh, I'm so tired, you know, or just, just always being on the go. I don't remember it like that. Whereas what now I'm just like – you know, as a and I played all the sports. You know, and I played in the backyard too. You know, I played. You know, my dad would get off at seven o'clock after working a twelve-hour day, and it, in the summertime it'd still be daylight, and he would shoot hoops with me. You know, I'd be like, Dad, come on, let's. Shoot. He'd be like, Man, I'm tired. He'd be like, You know, then I'd beg him, and he would get out there after he worked a twelve-hour day. So I, right. I did all of that. I played in the backyard. I played in the neighborhood, and I was in organized sports all year round. But I don't remember it being this much as a child. I mean, as a parent, I'm just like, how did my parents do this? And they were. Well, would you, you know, say the quality of life then was 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 different than what you and your wife have now for, for your parents? I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know. I really don't because. Again, I saw them, and we ate dinner together. You know, when my yeah. dad was home. You know, when he wasn't working, we ate dinner together. And sometimes my mom would hold the food, and we would eat a little bit later so we could all eat together. That's a good family value. But, you know, also also we talk about, like, when Ike was talking about his daughter not being in organized sports, um, I don't think that even if she was in organized sports, right, or whatever, soccer or whatever, track or whatever, right. I believe that if you and your wife went and supported her at the same time, that would still be quality. Yeah, yeah, and we do. She plays soccer, but she only plays in the uh, summer. Okay. So, That's good. Yeah. It's a season with us. Gotcha. Yeah, 
and and just to follow up on that real quick to y'all, you know, literally, um, we did not sign up for the summer ballet lessons because we knew that we were having a third edition in the middle of the summer. So, and even Christmas, my piano teacher takes off like two or three weeks, and she told me she was like, "Yeah, if you want some extra lessons, I'll be glad to." Fit them in. I was like, no, man, we need to break. So I don't sign up. When they close the doors, I'm not like, well, can I get a, a extra summer spot? Or, you know, I'm just like, hey, I, I, I look, I, we all look for the break. You know, we, we, we look forward to the break. That's good stuff. Sometimes you need it. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs it. Hell yeah, you need it. Mm-hmm. I want to change gears. Thirteen. I missed my uh, monkey wrench. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna throw a monkey wrench out. I haven't thrown one out in months, but I'm gonna throw one out right now. Can more sex increase the quality of life in your marriage, even if you have to go through drama to get it? <laughs> Not that second part, my brother. Not the second part, just the first part. Oh my goodness, more sex, even if you got to go through drama to get it. Wow. Good. Yeah. Oh. That's that's the part I don't like. That last part you said. Just the first part. Say the first part again. But that last part is most important. Last part is most important. But the it last? don't have to be. You don't have to have that last part. What was the first part again, Mister Host? Say the first oh. part again. Just the first part. What sex increase the quality of life in your marriage? Period. The end. Right there. Hey. No. Absolutely. Oh, no, but but no. no. The second part is more, is also important, Rodney. It's, yeah, it is. It is, Rodney. I mean, it's realistic. I mean, we could all love more. We could all love more. Right? Yeah, but more screwing helps, too. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but even if you got to go through drumming to get it, I've gone through the drumming to get it. I've gone and admit that. And was it worth it? Yes. Did it improve quality of life for me? Yes. <laughs> so I see it as a direct relationship. Even though I went through the drama and got the sex and uh, it improved my quality of life, if it improves my quality of life, it also improves her quality of life in a roundabout way because, you know, I'm more yeah. happy, gentler and, you know, more tolerant. Whereas if I don't get any, I'm not as, you know, I'm not as tolerable, you know. Right. And that, you just hit the nail on the head. Both of both of us will be more tolerable. And well, I no, think- not her. She won't be because really? she got drama because I didn't got it. Huh? That, 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 that's the monkey wrench he hawked through. Worth the drama. So this is she don't feel like it. She don't. She not into it. She just an ends to a means, just to hurry up and get you to just leave her alone. And see, that's what I'm talking about. Going back to what you said earlier, you know that it would, it would, boy, it, if you ain't got it in in a while. And you go get it in. It it'll make the conversations a little bit. You be both of y'all be a little bit, a little less stressed. No, 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 really. No, not 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 the woman. I I be, I'm with now. Uh, 
if she got this, we talking about taking one for the team, basically. The take one for the team theory. If she got to take one for the team, then she ain't even feeling it. You know what I'm saying? But why? No, I guess maybe. I'm just saying, why does it have to be the drama? To that is the $64 billion question. <laughs> you can, if you can figure that one out, you're a rich man. Yeah, it shouldn't even have to be any drama. It's like, you know what? Yeah, we've been running around. Yeah, we got battling this. But you know what? This thing here ain't going to be no drama. Let's just let's just bang it out. And I think it's wishful thinking because you're going to always have drama. Always. Your woman is going to be your drama. Why? That's the question. Why? I don't think the why is, is, is a question that should be directed at, at us because we down for the get down all the time. Right. I mean, this is just what they do. I mean, they're not going to feel like it every time. And even after they go on and give it up, and you're more, you know, you're more pleasurable to be around, more accommodating, they still going to have a little chip on their shoulder, you know, that they gave it up. But, you know, that's just the way it is. You can't, I mean, you can ask why all you want, but, I mean, we all have been there. We have all been there. Yeah. We have all went and put our James Evans foot down and said, look, I know you ain't feeling it, but I got to get it right now. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I can tell you is I'm going to go in and apologize in advance, but I got to get it right now. And nine times out of ten, she just go and give it up, and then she hot, you know, you so selfish and all that. Well, you know, you that's call me whatever you want about. to call. That's all you think about? You treat me like a piece of meat? Exactly. You can say whatever you want to say. I got what I needed. Now, Rodney, stop right there. Okay. What you were just saying about their reaction is the reason why I said earlier, what would your wife's uh, idea be of a, of, of, of a quality marriage? And I said that they wouldn't understand. Right. Because when you see Ike said something key, when we get that, when that happens, when that transpires, we're better people to be around. When it doesn't transpire, we're not good people to be around. Yes. When we're sexually frustrated, you do not want to be around us. Yes. We don't want to talk to you. We don't want to watch uh, Lifetime with you. We don't want to go to shopping store. We don't want to pick out curtains. We don't want to do none of that. You see what I'm saying? So, but when we do, yes, we'll go pick out some curtains. We'll watch whatever show you want to watch as long as you have. But I don't understand why that's got to be rocket science. It's pride, man. It's pride. That's all it is. Because they know that. Just like you said, you don't think they know that, that we're more pleasurable to be around if they breaking us off every now and then? They know that. But it's pride that won't let them just say, you know what, whether it's taking it for the team or not, it's pride that won't let them do that. That's all it is. Gotcha. Got that. And you're right. So back to the question I asked earlier. So whose job is it to make sure that the quality of the marriage (laughs) is where it's supposed to be? (laughs) If we don't control it. Hmm. That delegation. <laughs> delegation? What are you going to delegate to the girl across the street? 
you've got to delegate it out. You got to you got to make them feel like they're doing things that you know, and make them yeah. feel special. But P Town, you you can make them feel special, and you still don't get it, brother. That's it. So, Ain't nothing so you can do about what? it. Then what? You got you know, three you... weeks out of four that you can get it. <laughs> three weeks. Out of four. Yeah. Yeah. Break it down in weeks, though. Break it down in the days in the week. That's right. So um, let's say Monday and Tuesday, the kids got to get up early and go to school. You know, Thursday, she get her hair done. You know, you got to get you right there. So if you get her hair done on Thursday for the weekend, you're running into another issue. Damn sure ain't getting done on Friday. She got her hair done on Thursday. Exactly. And, and, and Tuesday, you're on the phone with them guys, so. And Tuesday, you're on the phone with those guys, so. And here it is. That's the thing is that my thing, and again, it goes back to what I said earlier, brothers, about there's a window of opportunity that you have to seize. Oh, sometimes you have to create your own opportunity. That's yeah, it. That, that too, but I mean, if there's a window of opportunity, it's you. They really can't be like, oh, you know, we'll we'll just we'll just pick it up tomorrow or the next day, because guess what? The next day, stuff is gonna go haywire at the job, and then she gonna come home and be like, oh, you know, this happened, that happened, and then it's like, but you were in a better mood yesterday, but you didn't seize the opportunity. Gotcha. And then you run. I think T R said it's best. You get to a point where you run out of days. Because just like P-Town said, you got Tuesday out of the question because we talking. You got, you know, these other activities. You When you look at your set, just seven days, just take a week. You look at seven days, it's not a lot of opportunities. So if you miss one of them days or one of them little openings, you may not get another one until next week. And you can't be cool with that. That's the thing is you can't be cool with, okay, Monday, you know, I know it's, I'm having a busy week, Tuesdays out, Wednesdays out. You know, Monday's really the only day this week. You can't miss it and be cool with it. You can't say, oh, yeah, well, I don't really feel like it, so we'll just pick it up next week. We're not built that way. No. It's not built no. that way. Because then the, the disgruntled husband comes 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 home. Yeah. You don't want to be bothered at all. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, so we have no control over, you know. And, and again, I don't want us to sound like we're shallow, you know. But we're coming from a place of plenty, uh, plenty, plentifulness. Let me just say that from being single, plentifulness mm-hmm. to a place of uh, we got to try to fit it in. And then it no longer becomes an intimate transaction. Now it's a something on the on the schedule. <laughs> or time back to your topic, Mister Host. Does marriage auto, just automatically decrease the quality of your sex life? You just said a mouthful, brother. I don't even understand what you where, where that question <laughs> came from, but that's a mouthful. But it can. Absolutely can. It can. I mean, why wouldn't it? Look, look at what we're talking about here. 
Look at what we were talking about. We we and, and and again, maybe the conclusion of this show is our definition of quality of of of, of life, mm. what it is in our marriage. But right now, we're spelling it out. Sex has a lot to do with it for men. It has a lot to do to with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if it's if if it's something that's not on the top of the list or close to the top of the list, we don't want to talk about it. You know, I don't want to talk about it if it's right or wrong, right around the 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 same importance as drop the child off at at, at ballet. Right. Mm-hmm. You see, so for us, and then we get we get the 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 well, this was this is important and that's important, but to us, that's important. Am I right? Yeah. Absolutely right. So why does the priority change from when from when y'all weren't married? It was a higher priority. Now you're married, it's a lesser priority. And granted, we know you got kids and a mortgage and car payment and all that stuff. We understand that. However, it still should be top tier in the priority list. But it just kind of just comes down, you know. It's just not a, you know, it's not a priority anymore. Not a top, not top tier priority. Because I think we assume. Mm-hmm. I think that we assume that the way we started is the way we're going to continue to to roll. And I think that's a poor assumption. And I'm guilty of it. Most of us are guilty of it because we don't sit down and talk about quality of marriage. We talk about everything else, but we don't talk about well. How are we going to make this this union quality and stay quality? Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, have I, the conversation. I, I mean, I I, I disagree. I, I have the conversation, but I mean, you look at In the, the schedule, and it is just it's almost it's next to impossible. Let me let, see. And that's the whole thing that I totally disagree with. Let me tell you why. Um, you could have a, let's just say you, you, it's the middle of the week Wednesday. Everybody's in bed sleeping. You got to get up in the morning. You got to go to work, right? Mm-hmm. A picture could fall off the wall. Just, just say the nail got weak. Picture can fall off the wall and smash in the floor in the living room. Yeah. You got to get up and go out and investigate. The whole house is awake. You got to go see what's wrong with this. Oh, you think somebody breaking in the house, but now you find out it's a picture just fell off the wall. Yeah. Two o'clock in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. How long is it going to take for you to go back to sleep? Thirty minutes, hour maybe. Thirty minutes to an hour, right? Are you going to be tired that next day at work? Possibly. Possibly, but you'll get through it, right? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. You got to get through it. You got to go to work. I'm going. Mm-hmm. Going. Something like that to wake you up in the middle of the night. You accept it because it's just a way of life. A picture may fall off the wall, or your dog may see a ghost and start barking. <laughs> <laughs> For two hours, one hour, because you can't go back to sleep. What is the difference between that happening? And then you just slide on up, 2 o'clock in the morning, you slide on up and get close, right? And say, hey, I know you're going to be a little tired at work tomorrow, but guess what? It might be worth it. 
<laughs> oh man! Wow! What is the difference? Priority is the difference. Think about it. If you say, "Okay, well, I, you know, you know, we, we don't have no time, so we got to make time." Yeah. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. Time isn't being made for that quality piece because we're letting everything else overwhelm us and make excuses for the quality not being where it's supposed to be. And you actually made a second point. I don't even think you realize you made it. But when the picture, when the nail gets weak and the picture falls off of the wall and smashes in the living room, you don't have the option not to get out of your bed at 2 o'clock in the morning and go check things out. You can't look over and say, honey, that's, uh, you know, I really need to get my rest for work tomorrow. It, you know, I I hope it, I think it was just a picture. So just go back to sleep. Mm. You don't have that option. You have to get up out of bed and go investigate it, period. It's no, oh, well, I might, well, maybe I go downstairs, maybe it was just a picture. It's no might, no maybe. You're getting out of bed, you're going downstairs, and you're investigating, period. Yes. So and it might be not a, an option. It might be a wedding photo. <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> you know what I mean? It might be a you know a wedding photo with you and your wife. You, you know your, your wedding day, and that photo just broke. <laughs> <laughs> but but like like I said, I mean, if it just like you said, it becomes an option when it shouldn't be an option. Exactly. It should be a requirement. Your wife expects you to get up and investigate. It's not going to be any argument, and you're going to get up and investigate, period. Exactly. I mean, it is what it is. However, on the flip side, it becomes optional, just like, you know, the story you told. You know, 2 o'clock, maybe you wake up, you had a bad dream or something. You know, it's like you need some help going back to sleep, and you slide up, and it's like, hmm, it becomes an option. It's not, you know, it, it, it's it's optional. Optional. You you getting you getting somewhere deep, brother? What you mean is optional? It's optional. It's optional. <laughs> like, not not fight, not fight. <laughs> I gotta go work in the morning. Leave me alone. Yeah. Nah, I don't have that problem. <laughs> Your mind will be giving me grief. She'll be. Mad, she you know put me through all the ringers the next morning, cause I know she got to go to work. But at the end of the day, if I need to get that, I'm gonna get that. And she don't mind, you know. She'll go on it. She'll give it to me, but she'll go put me through some drama. But that's fine. Just like you said, I hear a sound downstairs. It's no question. I roll over and I finally put that foot down. And say, look, I'm sorry, but uh, this got to happen. Yeah. It's happening. I'm I'm sorry. I mean it's happening. It ain't gonna it ain't gonna be as good as when she into it. But it's gonna happen. Oh, it's going down. No 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 Well you just I mean, hold on. He just said something. He just said something and I, you might have been about to say the same thing, so I don't mean to cut you off, brother. But are you into Getting out of your warm bed and going to investigate a possible burglary at two o'clock in the morning. 
No, and am I am I and am I gonna raise hell about it the next morning? Yes. Yes. I am. Especially if I didn't hear the sound. <laughs> or anything. Especially if it's one of them kids that come up in there talking about they heard something. <laughs> and I got to go and investigate and there's nothing there. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be very disagreeable the next morning. <laughs> Same way my wife would be disagreeable if I tapped on her shoulder and said, uh, you don't have to wake all the way up. <laughs> just need to wake halfway up just enough. You well, I mean, I mean, you're right because I think it's in uh, First or Second Corinthians, and it's, you know, it's, you know, the wife's body doesn't belong to her but also to her husband. And in the same way, the husband's body does belong to him, but also to his wife. Right. So what your wife is doing, I want to commend your wife. Yeah. Because I mean, we wife, do it together. It goes both ways now. Don't, even on the sex, don't get me wrong. Because now, you remember I told y'all I worked the game, right? Yes. Yes. I didn't get home till 9 o'clock that night. I had to be there at 9 o'clock in the morning. I was on my feet the whole time. That next morning, I was too tired to even walk. But that that's next morning, win. but that next that's, morning, that second win. That next morning, I got a tap on the shoulder, and I tell you what, I was as dog tired as tired could be. I was, I ain't been that tired in a long. It's been it's been almost a decade since I've been as tired as tired as I was. I mean, I was I was too tired to eat. So the back was hurting too. Oh, but you know what? What I had to do, I had to go and take that one for the team. You got to take one for the team. I mean, she went on did what she did. I ain't asked no questions. I was just like, okay. I, only question I is, are you done? Okay, good. <laughs> oh man, that's good. But I had to, you know what I'm saying? Because, who, who, I mean, how hypocritical would I be if I say I was tired? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you talk about drama. Yeah. <laughs> but like you said, it goes both ways. It, go, it goes both ways. It goes both ways, man. Not always. It's just in your house. <laughs> well, you know, that's why y'all, y'all got to work that out, man. Y'all got to come <laughs> Like, yo, what you won't do, there's another there's about ten other women at least ready, willing and hoping you mess up. But see the difference in, in Ike's wife and our wives is that this is her second husband. Oh yeah, absolutely. She'd already she already had, you know. Yeah. That makes a difference. Oh, it makes a huge difference. Huge difference. I wouldn't marry nobody unless they had already been married before. I was not going to marry somebody that ain't never been married. I wasn't going to deal with that drama because they don't know what they want. Wow. <laughs> you know what you want in a husband if you ain't never had one before. Wow. I know. I'm sorry. That's that's a little that's a little crushing. And <laughs> that's a little insensitive. I don't think a lot of people, a lot of women are ready for that comment. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me check Ooh. online. Let me check online. <laughs> Let me, let, me, let me pump the brakes right here. Let me just stop right there. Because they don't want to hit out. They know exactly what they want. 
good credit, you know, <laughs> wrong back, you know, John Henry in the bed, go to go to bed, Bath Beyond, watch Lifetime, you know, they want all that. No friends, no guy friends to deal with, no, no dudes at the house. Yeah, they know what they want. Yeah, they do. Travel too far away from what Rodney was saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> because you were talking about priority. You were talking about the choice. You were talking about the option. Right? In the middle of the night, 2 o'clock in the morning, if we slide up, they have the option to say no. That's correct. No, they don't have the option. I mean, they do, but... But as men, as married men, 2 o'clock in the morning, what other options do we have? I mean, uh, I'm I'm trying to understand the question. I I mean, look, that's deep. It's so deep. It's so deep. I can't even believe I just asked that question. <laughs> they they have an option and we have an option too. So just like they have the option to say no, we also had the option not to even ask. Mm. Man, he just said something there. And how often do we wake up at two a.m. or whatever the case may be? Maybe it was the every single there. time. Eleven said lotion. Yes, it's a lotion. <laughs> You better go to the bathroom. Handle that. That's what nah, but, but, but what if? But what if? Well, what if you didn't even let her know that it was lotion? What if you just kept in the dark on the lotion? You just kept her in the dark on that. What if all of a sudden you know what? You just stopped asking. Woo! Man, that guy's mm-hmm. thinking something. Then and then one day, then one day you come in your bedroom and she laying there ready. And you look at her, you say, what's for dinner? <laughs> like you act like you don't even notice it. You already hit the lotion. Yeah, you know, no, yeah, you know, but she don't know that. And so then she's at you like, don't you see me laying here? And you like, you know, man, you about 30, 60, 90 days too late. Wow. <laughs> you have told me no so much to where I've just accepted life with you as the way it is. Mm-hmm. It's then at that point when you talk to him, T-Hawk, that's her attention. That's when you, when you that's when you got her attention. She's listening now. Like, she, she's listening now like, okay, he went from wanted all the time to now he don't even notice. Okay, yeah, I need to, I need to straighten myself. I need to get I need to get this right. Something going on here. Yeah, but you know, and 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 I wasn't going there. I'm glad you did because maybe it needed to be said. And I'm glad it needed to be said. No, no doubt, no doubt. Um, the place that I was going was that we don't have another option. And what I mean right. by that is theoretically we don't have another option because then it would probably be another woman. Right. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so it 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 if you can't come to that person. At two o'clock in the morning, who can you go to? Who are you supposed to go to? At two o'clock in the morning, there should be no option. Just like Rodney was saying, it shouldn't be an option to say, "Oh, well, I'm tired." No, no, no. You have to understand there's a need that needs to be met, and it's for the quality of the marriage. 
and you look at just the word no, how does the word no affect the quality of our marriage? Like you said, I mean, it's 30, 60, 90 days later, the brother just said, you know what, I just ain't even ask you anymore. Cause I, and as, 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 as men, I don't think women realize how rejection, um, it really gets, it really touches the ego. It's not something to just, oh, you know, she said no last week. Oh, well, it's okay. But, I mean, just the, that's the, when she says no, it always touches our ego every time. It's not one time we like, hey, you know, you try to rub up on it, and she's like, no, I don't feel like it. That gets at your ego a little bit. It does. It does. It does. And even when they don't say no, and it's whack. You you know, I was watching the show, and they said something very profound. Men need to feel love, but women need to feel needed. Mm-hmm. So if she knows you need her, she knows that, and she's comfortable in that, then there won't be a, there won't be a change in her behavior. But I take something as simple as my no ma'am campaign, and I'm still reaping the benefits from that campaign. Uh, by the way, uh, can you explain what the no mail campaign is again, please? Yeah, briefly. Oh, okay. Uh, for those that that don't know what the no mail campaign is, I gave a challenge to uh, the good brothers on this call to whenever the rare occurrence happened where your wife would give you the Father's Day gift or the Christmas gift, and you know that is, in other words, a trip to the head doctor. Uh, you would decline it. You would just decline it. Say, no, thank you. That's okay. And you would just keep declining it. Then finally she would get to the point and say, okay, well, what, what's the deal? you like, you know what? I like it so much that I don't get it enough, and the few times you give it to me is not enough and it's not satisfying me. And if you're going to give it, I need you to give it to me with more frequency. And if you can't do that, then I'm already, I've already prepared myself to just say, no, thank you, no, ma'am. Mm. Wow. And so that that gets them because like I said, women need to feel needed. That gets them saying, Well, you know, he don't need me for that. And it's like, well, wait a minute. You know, it really gets them to thinking. I mean, because when you talk to them, that's all you talk about anyway. And they always hit you with that argument. That's what you always talk about. Hey, you know, let's talk about something else. It's like, no, there's no need to even talk about it. Just don't worry about it. Don't even you know, don't worry about it. I'm good. You know what I say? I, this is what I've always said. If we have to talk about it, there's a problem. Right. We don't have to talk about it, there's no problem. Then everybody's on their best behavior doing what they're supposed to do. If we have to talk about it, it's an issue. Right. Because, I mean, that's a natural act. You take two people, you put them on a desert island, they never met. If one's on one side, one's on the other side. They get together, they never knew anything about sex, eventually they're going to be screwed. Right. Yep. I had to tell him anything. It's just yep. the way it happened. You're just gonna be screwing. Just right. If we Unless they were married. If we gotta talk about the <laughs> Unless they were married. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's 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 a joke. Go go ahead, T Hawk. I'm sorry. <laughs> he didn't, he all didn't catch it. He I didn't catch it. it. Oh, I he didn't it. catch it. I think that's I caught it. I caught it. 
Oh man! Or they did for a little while, right? In the beginning, you know, they did for a little while, you know. But then she started criticizing them on his hunting skills or something. (laughs) Oh boy, that's good. But you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know why it goes down that way. I don't know. You know, and a lot of times it's got nothing to do with the act. It's got nothing to do with the quality of the lovemaking. Because, you know, who knows? $64 billion question, why is it change? Why does it change? And why is it the fact that if you know it's for the quality of the marriage, why wouldn't you do more of it? Why Mm. wouldn't it be a priority? Because they don't understand how how this can really improve their marriage. Don't understand that. And they also don't understand how to really put someone else, you know, their husband, they don't really understand how to put their husband first. And I know probably the chat line blowing up. I I heard it first all the time, you know, I wash his clothes and, and cook dishes, you know, cook food or whatever. No, we're not talking about washing clothes and cooking dishes. We're not talking about that. What we're talking about is performing an act on your husband that I I don't know what it is about our women, but for the most part, most of them just don't understand that that that's something that they have to do. You don't do it because you want to do it. You don't do it because, you know, uh, he earned it. You do it because you're married. You have to do it. That's gotcha. it. Gotcha. Period. But 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 he just said something so profound, so profound. I don't I don't. I'm gonna repeat it because I think y'all might have missed it. Because in their minds, and this goes all the way back to Tony asking in the first frame about, you know, quality to them means something different than quality to us. And in their mind, they're thinking, I'm cooking for you, I'm washing your dirty drawers, I'm doing, you know, the these domestic things. And to us, we could almost care less because all of us can cook for ourselves. We can wash our own clothes. I mean, you don't get me wrong, we appreciate that, but at the same time, like you could have us in the kitchen cooking and, and and washing your clothes if you, you took care of us in the bedroom. Wow. So, but in their mind, they're like, well, why aren't you have I'm doing them cooking for you. I'm taking care of you. It's like, and? Matter of fact, Rodney, and let me echo on that. Matter of fact, and I'm going to speak for every single man on this phone and the ones that's going to listen to the tape tomorrow. We would say, don't cook for me. Don't wash my clothes. Don't do those domestic things and handle your business. Thank you. He just said it. Shut it down. Good night. Have a good night, fellas. Have a good night. Good night. Show's over. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because before I met you, I was washing my clothes. And I was was burning some water, but I was surviving. Yeah, and again, don't get it twisted. We appreciate that. 
absolutely appreciate it. Cause it's got to be done. These things have to be done. But like he said, I'd rather you not do that. Don't I'd rather you not have an excuse for not handling the real job. There you go. Hey, call mm. me. I go, I go in the hole and bring something home for you for dinner. No doubt. No doubt. I'll stop at KFC, whatever you want. Make reservations. Don't make dinner. Make reservations. I'll go pick yes. it up. Talk about it. I will go pick it up. But don't miss, don't, don't figure out something that that it isn't. Don't think that, okay, now I'm doing these things because somebody told me I had to do these things. Somebody lied to you. That's not what being a wife is about. Washing the dishes, cooking the meals, washing the clothes. No. We can all do that. We can do community stuff. We can get together and wash clothes together. You can wash them, the dishes, I'll dry them. You can season the food, I'll cook it. You know, we can all do these things together. But then there's something else that we have to do together. That's more important than eating. Mm. <laughs> he said eating. <laughs> and it might, he might, yeah. yeah I was about to say, there might be some eating involved in there too. Because <laughs> what's going to happen is you're going to fatten your man up and he's going to be clean to go somewhere else. He's going to go somewhere else on a full stomach with clean drawers. And be they, don't, they, don't understand, they don't understand how many are just cheering for them to mess up. Oh, cheering. Right. And, they, and they know the one thing, they count on that one thing that they know your wife ain't doing. And that's speaking to the microphone. Yeah, but wait a minute. Wait a minute, brother. Wait a minute, brother. I want to stop you right there. I want to stop you in your tracks right there. Because you don't think they know how many women are cheering for her to mess up. However, she knows you. And watch where I'm going with this. They can be cheering all they want. But she knows you ain't going nowhere. She knows you ain't going to do nothing with them, you know, cheering. They got the pom-poms out and like, yeah, yeah, she messing up, ain't she? Come get No, she knows you ain't going to do anything, so she don't care about them cheering on the side because she knows she knows what kind of brother you are. Mm. Now, you may not get that to the mall. Some people may not get that to the mall. <laughs> got it. I got it. I got it. So she don't care if it, you know, if Halle Berry is cheering on us, Beyonce, she don't care because she know what kind of brother she got. You ain't going nowhere, punk. Yeah, you better go to that closet with the lotion, punk. Mm-hmm. Oh, a challenge. A challenge. Yeah, you know, the history books are filled with women who made the tragic mistake miscalculating their, their husband's reaction to certain scenarios and situations. Mm, talk about it. And one thing that they all do, you know what really hurt him so bad is not the fact that they, that he cheated. If you really want to get down to the honest thing about it, what really hurt him is not the fact that he cheated or did whatever. It's the fact that they didn't see it coming. They didn't predict it. No, I, not- I think that's what really gets them, that they didn't know him that well. Uh-huh. Like you said, they miscalculated. And, and women miscalculate for every, every every second on the clock, a woman done miscalculated her husband's reaction to a certain scenario. 
Mm. Wow. Every second, she don't just she she he ain't doing do he ain't doing he you know you know how they talk oh he ain't doing you know girl he ain't doing that yeah okay. Charlie oh. would never cheat on me. Okay. Mm. All right. And we all got them boys. We got them partners that we know got they chick completely fooled. Completely fooled. Just living the life, quality of life off the charts. Don't even know. <laughs> You're like, I'm good. <laughs> hey, no. You know what I'm saying? She don't even know. Look like a fool. She don't even know. But look at, let, let me. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me put it this way. Look at how not taking care of your man, like, like the host said, you know, don't, don't, don't focus so much on the cooking and cleaning, baby. You know, we appreciate that, but not taking care of your man in the bedroom can be so ruinous for your quality of life if he does slip up and then Y'all do separate and divide assets and divide kids. Now, how is the quality of your life going to be after all of that? Y'all were happily married. Y'all now y'all miserably divorced. Mm-hmm. I mean, how's the so so the, the the quality of life can come right back around full circle. You know, back back to her quality of life because she was sleep on the job or or making dinner. Or folding clothes, or ironing, or whatever, making lunch, and he's just like, okay, thanks for the lunch, honey. Me, 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 me and Tracy, you know, take care of this at lunchtime. Thanks. <laughs> but that 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 happened. He, I laugh about it, but it happens every day. Mm-hmm. Yes, said uh, it's a lot that gets there. But you didn't lie. Last week, we talked about it. We talked about it last week. We talked about cheating last week. We talked about the detriment. Yes. We talked about it last week. We know it happens. It was smacked. It smacked us right in the face last week. We understand that it happened. But, you know, as guys, how do we, how do we translate that to this could happen to you? You ever see the commercial? This could happen to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to say that because now that's being, you know, that's just disrespectful. But it's true. And nobody wants that. I mean, listen, nobody wants to cheat. Nobody wants to step out. You didn't get married to step out. I'm a firm believer and I'm going to stand behind that. You didn't get married to step out. Only some people got married. They got married for the wrong reasons. But most of us, and just like Rodney said, they know who they're married to. We did not marry to step out. But certain things happen. What I mean by happening is, we get under attack. Is it that time yet? Yes, that time, brother. We get under attack as men. That's not what, I think that is something that women just haven't understood yet. Because they give us names as dogs and no good and all that, whatever you want to call it. We get under attack on a daily basis. And sometimes we get attacked by something that is our weakness, okay? Um, we're not going to be attacked by something that we're strong at, okay? Women has always been our weakness. So when we are in a situation where we're married and we're trying to do the right thing, the attacks come. And a lot of times we defeat the attacks and say, okay, well, not today, I'm married. 
No, not tomorrow I'm married. And we and we and we win that battle. Okay? But when your ammunition is low, it makes mm. it harder for you to fight that battle. Mm. Mm-hmm. That big butt and that smile, okay, it makes it harder for you to fight that battle. So you have to send your troops out in the battlefield prepared all the time. When you send your troop out in the battlefield unprepared, he is going to lose the battle. Mm. Wow. And that's how we have to start thinking about it. Just like when we send our wife out of the house and she ain't on cloud nine, she may lose the battle for that day, and then it's going to come back home. And now you got the devil in your house. Mm. <coughs> mm. And how are you going to get them out once you let them in? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, you let them in. You let them in. Somebody let them in. Might open the door and let them in. You know, if we if we say, okay, this is what we need to, up front, in, in in the beginning stages, and I didn't do it, I'm guilty. This is what I need from you. This is what I cannot go without. Cooking is fine, washing my clothes is fine, but if you don't feel like doing it, that's fine. I'm all right with that. But these are the things that I need to happen. The things that are happening right now in the beginning are the things I need to continue to happen. If those things stop happening, I don't know what I'll do. And, and let me just Ow. take it. Is that an ultimatum? No, that's a true statement because you don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, let me just piggyback P-town, on that. P-Town, you don't know what yeah. you're going to do. Nope. Is that a true statement? That's true. I can say it. You can say it, but you don't know. Well, I don't know. You don't know because your knees can get weak just like anybody else. And, and Mr. Host, mm-hmm. let me just follow up on that to say that if your wife came to you and told you, she said, honey, you know, um, it's been a little rough at work or, or whatever or just going through something right now, but for the next two weeks, I'm not cooking and cleaning. Or she came to you and said, the next two weeks, you ain't getting no booty. Which one would you be more upset about? Not cooking and cleaning, or not getting any booty. Last question. Uh, that's not even a question. It's not even a question. Be. The answer is B. It's just not even a question. <laughs> you would make do with going to KFC or going to, you know, making reservations here, or there, you know, uh, washing your own clothes or whatever it is you got to do, or, or, or boiling some hot dogs or making some chicken. Seasoning, I mean, you would figure it out. But if she told you, like, yeah, just really not going to be into it for the next two weeks. So you have to get the lotion or do what you need to do, brother. I can't help you with that. <laughs> That's not good. If it's a, not a medical emergency. That's what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> <laughs> right. But listen, but listen, listen, fellas, but on the flip side of that. On the flip side of that. Now, what would she be more upset about? She'd be more upset about not being able to cook and clean for two weeks. She would think that would be more pressing, you know what I mean, than 
taking mm. care of man. Mm. Mm. And we like, we don't care about that. Well, we have KFC every night. I know it ain't healthy. It is it's greasy, but hey, we'll get the grill version. It's sad, but it's true. It's true, man. You're 100 percent correct. Because that, because they were lied to. Somebody told a lie along the way. Wonder who it was. <laughs> told a lie along the way. They said these are things that make you a good wife. Somebody mm. said the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. They lied. <laughs> It's close to his stomach. <laughs> close to his stomach. <laughs> Sometimes it's banging on his stomach, but it, it, it it's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Again, mm. we all gainfully employed so we can take our clothes to the cleaners. Sure. We all pass restaurants on the way in every day. Every day. Yep. And grocery stores. We can even feed the family if need be. Yep. So if we take those out of the equation, we can clean too. Just mm-hmm. so you know. Yep. If we take all that out of the equation, what is left for you, my dear? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now you can't throw none of that. Just don't do it. No, 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 no. Don't cook. Don't cook. Just don't do mm. it. Get a maid service, come by. Don't worry, call me up. I'll come and do it. I'll send somebody. No doubt. No doubt. Quality of life in there. I think that we have to reiterate it at some point because all of us are saying the same thing. So something went astray at some point. I think that we may have to have that conversation and say, okay, these you you you've been lied to, but it's okay because I'm here to set you free. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm here to tell you the truth. This is the truth. You don't have to do those things, but this is something that there's there uh, the quality of our marriage is at stake. So these are the things that have to happen. And it may be two o'clock in the morning, and you may feel something poking up on you. It ain't a glass being broken. <laughs> But anyway, it's 11 o'clock. We got through it. Yes, sir. We got through it. And uh, I thank you all for coming. Thank you all for joining in. And uh, I'm getting ready to flip this thing in the open mic. Does anybody have have anything else to talk about on this quality of of life and marriage? No, sir. Flip it over. Oh, man. Flip it over, man. You are a beast. Good call. Yes, second.